episode, Kinship and a group of faith walkers reflect on forgiveness. Could it be that part of the kingdom message is to announce free forgiveness to everyone? The focus scripture is from Mark 2. This conversation was recorded in June of 2023. Our mission is to make wholeness possible for individuals, communities, and the world. To learn more about faith walking, visit www.faithwalking.com. Join the conversation. I'm going to finish the the, uh, the conversation from last week. I'm going to go in a completely different direction out of Mark chapter 2. And it's uh, I, I find this story really fascinating. The story of, so Jesus comes back to Capernaum, and these four friends bring uh, a man that is paralyzed, and they tear a hole in the roof. By the way, the roofs were, were made of sod. And so it was. it's not like they were breaking in through a wood roof. They were just digging through the sod. And they lowered the man down in front of Jesus. And in my imagination, I just, I, I think about the fact that Jesus stopped doing miracles in Capernaum and went to other towns and villages, and now he's back in Capernaum. And I can just imagine in my mind that this guy was one of the people in line that they got told, no, I'm not going to heal you. And so these guys bring him back. They bring him for Jesus. And it's always been fascinating to me that the scripture says, and Jesus saw their faith. He saw the faith of the four friends. Not, not, and he doesn't speak anything of the faith of the of the man who was paralyzed. I think that's significant. I think that is really significant, and I have some speculation as to why it's significant. But I, but I just want to emphasize. So, so here's part of why that's significant, because for the culture, for the people in the culture of that day, for particularly Jews. They equated sickness and and physical issues and mental issues. They connected them with sin. So obviously, if a person was physically paralyzed, that person had sin in their life. That's so God, that was God's punishment on them, and and so therefore that was the reason they were in the in the state that they were in. And what's fascinating is how often that. That gets carried over even to today and how many people want to blame a catastrophe or they want to blame a, a you know a, a severe hurricane and say oh well that's god's judgment on on people well that same mentality was with these this group of people so make this connect so jesus had to start with forgiveness in order to heal it so if you believe sin caused this, well, the first thing I have to deal with is the sin problem. And then I can deal with the physical problem. And, and that's what Jesus did, which was, is really fascinating to me. Not that I believe that's what Jesus believed, but that's what he did. Now, here's the thing I want you to think about with me. So much of our mental model of forgiveness gets attached to a certain number of scriptures where we talk about, well, 
there's got to be repentance and there's got to be a, a, a request for forgiveness before forgiveness comes, right? Doesn't he have to repent and confess? And yet this person did neither of those things. And often because we have a mental model, then we 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 add it to the story. Well, he must have done it. We just didn't. We just don't have it recorded. He must have repent, repented of his sin and confessed because he got forgiveness. But that's not included in the story. Jesus gave him forgiveness with no anything. We don't even know. So so remember, Jesus noticed the faith of the four friends. He says nothing about the faith of this guy. We're not even sure he had any faith. To me, that's pretty fascinating. Well, the the religious leaders were offended by that, as naturally they would be. The religious leaders, and and I love this phrase that uh, that I picked up in one of the one of the readings. Uh, th- the religious leaders felt like they were the guardians of orthodoxy. And oh my goodness, it seems like we have a lot of folks today that think their calling is to be the guardians of orthodoxy. And the guardians of our orthodoxy in their minds started criticizing Jesus. Who who does this guy think he is? He's blaspheming against God because only God can forgive sins. And Jesus said, you know, he knew what they were thinking in their heads. We don't know how or why, but but somehow he figured out, okay, I know what you're thinking. You're wondering, how do I have the power to forgive sins? And which is easier to tell this man his sins are forgiven or to get up and, and walk? And the implication is it's real easy to use words and say words like your sins are forgiven. It's a whole lot more visibly evident to say you're healed, so get up and walk. And that's exactly what Jesus did. And so he said, okay, so I'm going to say to you, take up your mat and go home. And the man did. He got up, healed, rolled his mat up, and he went home. And and the scripture says everybody was astonished. Everybody was astonished. I, I find it interesting that if you remember at the end of chapter one in Mark, Jesus healed a man, and he told the man, don't go tell anybody. Y'all remember that? And he doesn't say that to this guy. I guess the cat's already out of the bag. You know, uh, the word's already gotten out. And and Jesus, so he didn't say anything like this to, that to this guy. So I, I'm just going to read this statement, and, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to something. So the religious leaders thought Jesus was a troublemaker. Because peacemaking is restoring the wholeness, and and people don't like it goes against people's mental models often when 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 peace gets restored. Here's here's some here's the little bit of faith walking I'm going to talk about in in today's deal. So Jesus chose to conflict with the religious leaders, and he chose to conflict out of his best thinking. He wasn't reacting to his anxiety anxiously. He didn't distance, and he also didn't attack in a reactive kind of way. 
So one of the lessons is there, there are the four main ways we react out of anxiety, but it's possible that all four of those ways are, could be selected out of our best thinking as an appropriate response at times. And sometimes it's appropriate to choose conflict when we choose it calmly and out of our best thinking. I hope that makes sense. So Jesus showed us once again his self-differentiation by not reacting, but by responding. Jesus reflected the attitude of God towards all of humanity, which is an attitude of perfect love and an eagerness to forgive. Jesus could say to the man, I forgive you because in Jesus, God was saying, I forgive you. Now, I've got another big piece I want to say, but let me pause right there and see, is anything in any of that stir up anything for you? And if so, what is it? And for a simple email, I'll be happy to send you my notes today. Judith. Okay, I'm going to move on. In, in module six, uh, well, module five, at the, the last session of module five in Faith Walking, we talk about, uh, I, I do a little Bible study out of John 20, where Jesus appears to the disciples on the night of the resurrection, and he sends them out. And it's a, it's a passage about sending. As the Father has sent me, now I'm sending you. And if you remember, he breathed his spirit into them, and they went with the spirit of God, and he, uh, he uh, gave them the gift of peace, and he sent them with the, with the same message that he had been sent with, which is the, the, the message of the kingdom. And then at the very end is this weird little verse that nobody knows how to interpret. And in the, the voice translation, it's, it's phrased this way. I give you the mantle of forgiveness. Even the theological theologian commentators don't know how, really don't know what to make of that verse. And I don't know either, and I certainly am not going to assume that I know more than, than scholarly theologians know. But I want to make, make some guesses, maybe. Uh, so notice, you've been given the mantle of God's forgiveness. I want you to share it. I want you to share God's forgiveness with others. And you now have the capacity to share the life-giving power of God's forgiveness. Or you also have the life-sucking power to withhold forgiveness. I come back to our story in Luke 2, and it seems to me that the man in Luke 2 got forgiveness for nothing. It was free. There was no repentance, no confession, no, no, you have to believe certain things. And so here's what I want to wonder with you. I wonder, 
Could it be? And what if God has sent the disciples out and by implication sent us out with, with this free forgiveness? And that God says, wherever you announce that forgiveness is free, people are forgiven. And wherever you withhold it, people are not forgiven. Could it be that part of the kingdom message is to announce free forgiveness to everybody? Now, I don't know if that's correct or not, but but two things. It's possible. There's nothing within the text that says it's not possible. And wouldn't it be cool if it was? And what if God says, what I want you to do is partner with me on mission in the world, and I want, I want you to release people of guilt, and I want you to release people from shame. And I want you to release people from being drug under by legalism and burdens. And I want you to give them the life-giving and liberating freedom of announcing that God has already forgiven you. You're, you're forgiven. Would that be good news? And is that part of the good news of the kingdom? And that's all I got to say. What do you think? The first thing I thought of when you, when you said mantle, I mean, which I know is, is a cloak, but the first thing I thought of was it, it's, it's almost like a burden. I've given you the, the power, the leadership to direct this way or direct that way. And I, you know, like you said, life or death. I, well, I think of the tongue, life or death, you know, right. decisions and, and re reactions can bring life or death. Right. And what fascinates me, Brenda, is, so, so what if that's true? How many Christian people I know that withhold forgiveness from people they think are sinning too badly? Oh, well, God, God you need to repent. God doesn't forgive that sin. And what if God has already said, oh, I've forgiven those folks already. What I want you to do is just go tell them they're forgiven. Yeah. And how liberating would that be? How life-giving would that be? But then what happens to the person that's not forgiving? You know, the person, I mean, what, how detrimental that right. situation would be, which, which we already know that's already happening. Yeah. Unfortunately. What do you think theologians think? It's okay to disagree with me. I don't, I don't think I disagree. I've never really thought about it in these terms, but just with forgiveness in general. Um, so for forgiving someone their sins, do they have to receive it in order to be forgiven? I mean, there's that catch probably from mm -hmm. my past church experience, <laughs> you yeah. know, there's something yeah. about the receiving element of it. Yeah. Which for me here, and here's my dilemma with that. Um, my dilemma with it is we say it's all grace. Oh, but here's the thing you have to do. You have to receive it. Somehow it seems we want to make it hard. It's, it's almost like that rather than what if God says it's already done? What if whatever you believe about Jesus on the cross? What if when Jesus said to Telestai, it is finished? What, what if it was completely finished and, and then God says, just go announce forgiveness now? It's finished. I don't know. I know, I know it's, I know, I know I'm out there on a limb, 
okay? And, uh, and that's why I want to say I'm not even sure I'm right. But, I, but when I tie those two verses of Scripture together and other verses of Scripture where Jesus gave people forgiveness without them requesting anything or doing anything, you know, I, I have to, then I have to add to that story by saying, oh, well, well, they did it. It just didn't get recorded. So that's my mental model talking when I do that. Laura? So I think, I don't know if I agree or disagree, but I think when we talk about forgiveness from a human standpoint, you know, that we're called to forgive others, it's never dependent on anyone else receiving it, right? Like, in fact, yeah. we say the opposite. We say forgiveness is for you. Like you can forgive someone they don't even have to know. They don't have to do anything. It's a gift that we give, I mean, kind of to them, but I guess to ourselves. So I don't know. I mean, I know obviously things between people are different than between us and God, but at the same time, like forgiveness is forgiveness. So I think if we're for, I, I don't know, I think God could forgive us and we wouldn't have to receive that. Yeah. Yeah. And and doesn't it seem like that's a whole lot like God just to just give us forgiveness without requiring anything? Wouldn't that I mean, be I mean, because people talk about it as a gift. It's right. I mean you do have to receive a gift, but I don't know. I think right. and you said we want to make it hard, but I think sometimes we do want to make it hard because I think especially as Christians, sometimes we can get kind of self righteous. We want it mm -hmm. to be harder because we don't want to think you know, I've been trying to do all the right things and follow his will and sacrificing and doing whatever, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know, I earned it somehow. I don't want to think that <laughs> right. somebody who didn't right. even do anything gets the same gift that I get. <laughs> right. Um, right. And I know none it, of us really believe that, but I think sometimes we kind of do in our actions. I, and I think that's it. I think our practical belief is we do believe that. Yeah, it tugs at our idea of justice or fairness. That wouldn't be right. fair. But the right. whole idea of the gospel is that it's not fair. Grace is right. not fair. Right, exactly. And 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 that and that idea takes me to, to the story of the of the laborers that the farmer I was just thinking hired, the same story, yeah. You know, multiple, multiple and, and these one guys at the end of the day worked for about thirty minutes and they got paid the same wage. Well, that isn't fair. Yeah. That, and I think a lot of times we are, we're the people, what? I've been doing this all day. Right. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. We, we want to make it. We can, we can say, of course, we want everyone to be saved and we think everyone should be forgiven. But then when it's like they did this and they get forgiven and you did this, then we're like, eh, I don't know. Look what they did. And look what I right. did. Right. I, I also think, too, that when we see people forgiven or we forgive others, we want to see the result with our own eyes. And I know for myself that 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 challenges me to release all of that to God. I may not see it with my own eyes, mm -hmm. but I trust that he will see it through. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense, but it's just like to be to be merciful and to be graceful. And part of that is just to leave the results to him. Right. And to see. Right. So I so. I think this is what I believe. Did y'all hear what I said? I think this is what I believe. Uh, so forgiveness could be free, but God still wants us to repent. Because for me, 
my mental model in my first formation about repentance was, oh, turn from all your immoral activity and start going to church. I mean, just just kind of summing it up, right? I mean, that's what we what what we thought. Become a good, clean, good, moral citizen. But repentance means to change to change your mind and then reorder your life. And I think Jesus, even in this story, was saying to the religious leaders, "Your thinking is off, and you need to repent." And, and you need to reorder your life in a new way, and you need to think in a new way. Uh, and repentance is about, for me, it's about discipleship. It, it's about, okay, I need to, I need to change all of, the, all of my thinking that, I, that, that was formed in me in my first formation, or maybe that's been formed in me since then, that's out of alignment with the way of Jesus, and I need to get back in alignment with Jesus. And oh, by the way, even before I've repented, hey, you've been forgiven. And think about how much release from shame and guilt people would have if they just if they really believed they were already forgiven. I don't know. When I you were saying that. Yep. Good. I was just going to say, I think that makes more sense than the other way. I've heard it more that you should repent so that you can be forgiven. But repentance, the definition has nothing to do with forgiveness. It's, you know, you're turning around, you're going a different direction, reorienting. But mm -hmm. I think that makes sense to come second. Like if you're forgiven, that should lead you to repentance. You know, there's a script, what, the mm -hmm. kindness of God or the, the mm -hmm. kindness of God leads to repentance, right? Mm -hmm. So because we receive forgiveness that should make us want to turn around and do something different and reorient our lives. Not that we're saying, Oh, I'm going to do better God. And then he's like, Oh, okay. Well, since you've promised, I'm going to forgive you now. That doesn't make any sense. I'm with you, Laura, on that, because if, if God has already forgiven us, I believe he is the one that actually empowers us to repent. It comes from him to place within us the desire to repent and to follow him and to live in alignment with Jesus. So that, that kind of lines up better for me too. <laughs> the problem I see though, I always got to bring the negative. <clears throat> I'm thinking of narcissism. Um, if, if we don't hold ourselves accountable for our actions and the way we speak and think, we could be told all day long, this needs to change or be forgiven from, you know, by God and experiencing some of that mercy. But if we, we don't hold ourselves accountable, we won't repent. We'll just keep repeating history and continue doing what we're comfortable with because of the shame of not feeling worthy enough to be forgiven. And I know that's something that I have struggled with. I know I'm for, I know I'm forgiven, but every once in a while, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I just started uh, actually going to counseling yesterday for the first time. I've been told for over, I don't know, six years, you need to go to counseling <laughs> through faith walking and some of the coaches, but it took a particular coach who really helped me get over that shame of asking for help. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I couldn't believe even just in, in the short conversation, what a release, uh, you mm -hmm. know, even feeling forgiven. Just, just for the way that I was feeling or some of the thoughts I was having. And so I think, again, just the accountability 
you know, just because we get the gift of forgiveness doesn't mean that we're going to, we're just going to keep taking it. Some of us will take it for granted and just not repent. Mm-hmm. Just keep, oh, he'll, he'll forgive me. It's all good. Mm-hmm. And, and I, when, what I believe Brenda is he, he will, and he does. And I, and I can choose to stay stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Or I can choose to repent. Reor change the way I think. Yes. So, so part of that, I stay stuck because I haven't changed the way I think. Mm-hmm. But I can change the way I think, and then I can begin to live in a different way. And it'll be hard, and it'll be and it'll be a process. But but I can change my behavior and and align my behavior more with what I believe is the way of Jesus. Or I can yeah, I can just say okay, yeah, I'm forgiven, but I'm not going to change a thing. Sure, I can do that. Yeah. But I don't think God withholds forgiveness so that we will repent. No, no, I don't believe that either. I, it's I, like I'm a thinking, carrot. If you'll yeah. repent, I'll forgive yeah. you. Here it no, is. If you'll no. repent, I'll forgive you. No, that's what we do. <laughs> I mean, exactly. as humans, that's that what is we do. what we do. Jerry, were you wanting to say something? Yeah, uh, I hear what you're saying in terms of self-forgiveness. I mean, that's something I've been struggling with the past year is forgiving myself for things I've done in the past. And, um, you know, realizing that, you know, God does forgive me for all the bad things I've done, even though I don't deserve it. I haven't earned it. I can never do enough to, you you know, um, expiate my sins or whatever you want to say. I, I think it's tremendously freeing and liberating. And, um, but, but I needed to kind of experience that forgiveness, that self-forgiveness from other people when um, I, I was able to share with them or confess what I felt I had done wrong. So, I, I mean, I, I think the dynamic of forgiveness is extremely complicated and, and works in many different directions. But um, yeah, to, yeah, to know that God forgives us no matter what, uh, you know, I think is um, tremendously humbling and um, to really receive and accept that is, I think, I think it's difficult. I mean, you know, it's like, I I want it, but there's part of me that doesn't believe it because I feel like (laughs) it's not good enough. You know, um, that kind of thing. So I, I, yeah, forgiveness is, is really, important component of how we perceive ourselves but then when i felt that burden of self-condemnation lifted it's like yes then i can go out and love other people i can be more generous and patient and kind to them because you know that th- those bonds that prison i put myself in you know has been released you know through his forgiveness his total forgiveness absolutely yeah yeah Thank you. That's really good. Mm-hmm. Group, I think we're out of time. Thank you all for the conversation. I'll be back next week, and we, uh, we'll we keep looking at Mark. Grace and peace to you. For more information about Faith Walking, visit www.faithwalking.com. We want to remind you that Faith Walking exists because of your financial support. 
please consider donating today at faithwalking.com. Visit our site for more workshops and courses available online. Thank you for listening.